Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. Got to tell you, it's a fabulous day here in sunny and, shall I say, warm New Jersey. Uh, after we all survived the uh, polar vortex of last week that had us all here in a deep freeze, we're finally back into some normal uh, winter weather patterns, so it's really, really refreshing. Um, over the last, gosh, four or five days, I've had the opportunity to have my uh, my business partner, Mick, here. Um he and I together run Dance Sites Done Right, All Star Cheer Sites, and um, also our new mobile app, mobile phone app division uh, for those those niches as well. Um, and you know, every year we get together and really plan out the next, call it, twelve to eighteen months. And I have to tell you, it feels so great to lay out our marketing plans and then actually see them set into action. Now, as far as everybody listening, I hope you're already well into hitting your goals for 2014. Obviously, if there's anything that I can do personally to help you do that, do me a favor, reach out, let me know. I love hearing from, and I love helping my listeners as well. Now, even as an online company, or I guess I should say companies, many of our marketing activities are actually offline. That probably sounds odd to you, right? Well, quite simply, that's really just what we've found works for us. And for those of you who know me, know that you know I track everything, so I know exactly where our, our leads as well as our conversions come from. And you know that offline component has really, really been important. Now, I would guess that if you are already implementing these systems, that you know that as well. And if not, you know I'm pretty comfortable that today's call is going to arm you with some really valuable knowledge to help you market in ways that you've yet to think about. Now, I'm really excited for you and really is for me as well. Uh, you know, I probably learn as much, if not more, than you do on every single one of these podcasts. You'll probably hear me typing away as I ask questions because, you know, we're all learning here. So really, we want to strap ourselves in. So today, as always, I get the opportunity to share some time with somebody who I feel is really, really smart and really great at relaying that wisdom to other people. She's totally the real deal, and I'm sure that you're going to agree that this is going to be time super well invested. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words, Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites, or Dance Sites Done Right, you know how much I focus on really being open to new marketing avenues, okay? And this show is going to help you do just that. So today, it's going to be my honor and my privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable information to help you succeed as well as a really fun and easy way for you to absorb it. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be awesome. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners to become more successful, enjoy your careers more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. Because, you know, we only go around once. Let's make it a great ride. All right, boys and girls, it's now that time to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your child, anything that might distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest today. 
Kim Walsh Phillips is the award-winning speaker, author, strategist, and CEO of IO Creative Group, a results-driven marketing and PR agency. She's a techie marketing geek with great shoes, <laughs> love that, um, a hatred of awareness campaigns, and an obsession for marketing with a sharp focus on ROI, or return on investment. Kim has worked with brands such as Sandler Training, Glazer Kennedy, Insider Circle, Harley Davidson, ChemDry, and Hilton Hotels to increase revenue through direct response marketing. Kim has been featured by NBC, CBS, Fox, and NPR, and is the author of the best-selling Stupid series, including Awareness Campaigns Are Stupid and Other Secrets to Stop Being an Advertising Victim and Start Monetizing Your Marketing. In the upcoming book, Most Social Media is Stupid, How to Really Use Social Media Marketing to Grow Your Businesses. Kim, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, Jason. I didn't know you were a Jersey boy. I'm a Jersey girl myself. Ah. I'm here in the, in the lovely state we have to share. <laughs> um, and, I, of course, I have to let your listeners know that you and I chatted for a moment before we started. If you guys hear background, like maybe some whimpering, complaining, those are my kids. Uh, my youngest does not like getting in her car seat, and they're off to dance right now. So if you hear that, that's the... That's the joy of working from home. You get to hear those little sounds all day long. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm not going to let you steal that spotlight because there <laughs> very well may be some complaining, screaming, and or other tantruming in the background of my home as well. So we will just roll with it. Sound cool? It sounds great. All right. Hey, Kim, before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of either meeting you, reading your books, or hearing you speak, would, to me, if there, would you take a second, share your story with our listeners? You know, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Kim Walsh Phillips? Sure. Thank you so much. Um, a pleasure to be with you today. Um, so my background is that I went to school for public relations. I have a background of coming from... Um, a family. My mom was first generation, and my her father raised the family by uh, being a waiter in a re an Italian restaurant. And so I always had that really hard work ethic that that's how you succeed, that's how you survive, is to work really, really hard. So I came across things that way, and I worked that way in school. I had a um, scholarship to college, and I had to keep a three eight five the entire time. Which for me, you know, I I would say that I don't things never came really easily. So the way that I would keep that is I had to work really hard. But I also always believe, okay, if I'm not working hard, I'm not succeeding. So I had a full time job while I was in school, and I was involved in activities, and I carried that same philosophy into my career. The first job I had outside of school was to work in a um, corporate um, healthcare or corporate drugstore company and I thought you know here it is I made it and I was in the, the land of cubicles until one day I get this call and it's a call that uh, really changed everything for me it was a reporter asking me they had done research and they found that my employer was charging more money for medications for those that had in communities that were generally paying cash than in other communities and they were charging people who needed, you know, drugs and the most to, to be well and had to pay it out of their own pocket for any number of reasons, more money. And they started doing an investigation on this. And here I am in a position where I'm supposed to be protecting the best interests of something I don't believe in. And it was incredibly uncomfortable. And I knew that I, I just couldn't continue in this line of work. This was not going to work for me being a mouthpiece for somebody. 
Um, I so I, I left that job and you know through different as many entrepreneurs and those listening know you eventually realize that you are you're that person that should be out there in the workforce, um, creating your own thing. Um, thankfully, by the way, I won't name the name of the company, but my our CEO was indicted and did go to prison. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> the good thing in the end does happen, and you could probably figure out who that might have been. But so, <laughs> um, yeah. So going into the um, going into the, my career, I um, and owning the company, I based everything on what I knew, which was work really, 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 really hard. Right, work really hard all the time. And get really good PR for clients, right? So the problem is, well, you know, the pro- what's the problem with that, Jason, going after lots and lots of PR? Well, <laughs> first of all, you've, you've got a ton of problems. <laughs> the first of all is, A, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, B, most people don't have any clue on how to do it. <clears throat> and C, it's it ain't all that easy. Yeah, exactly. So... Here we were, right? We're going out and getting lots of media coverage and holding these events for our clients. It's very labor intensive, so I have to staff up. But when it would come time for contract renewals, our clients loved us. We made them feel good. Their names were in the paper, but they had no way to track the ROI of what we were giving them. They could not directly point to a single dollar that had been brought in by the money they were spending with us. So every year, companies look to cost, you know, cut costs. We were the thing that would get cut. And so my answer to making sure I can make payroll based on and having to lose clients each time for renewal was to do what I'd always done and to work harder. <laughs> so I would work all day with clients. Every evening would be spent at some type of networking event, and it would be after the networking events that I would get home to try to do billing or work on marketing plans or whatever I'd be doing. And I I basically was sleeping maybe a couple hours a night and just working the rest of the time. That's all I was doing. And by doing that, if any of you can relate to that, by doing that, we could make it work, kind of. Like I had to always balance when would the checks come in versus when the checks had to go out, always making sure I had payroll taken care of, but then every other bill would usually be late and you'd always figure out what bills (laughs) <laughs> Could I pay versus not? I actually heard someone just get break this down really well recently. They said, yeah, I always knew I could let the gas bill go late, but not the cable because the cable, they would shut off. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in that role forever, forever. And that worked for me until I got pregnant. So I'm newly married. A month into being married, we had the wonderful joy of discovering I was expecting and no longer could I spend two hours sleeping the rest of the time working and networking and, and working like that. And and you get to the end of a pregnancy, and, and you went probably through this with your wife. At eight months, nine months pregnant, you are not going to be the best networker in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Although you will part the aisles. You will part the aisles. You will part the aisles. But all you know, all you're going to be talking about with folks is, you know, when's the when's it going to happen? And you want to just sit down and like. So I couldn't keep things going then, and I was worried and desperate, and had to really just focus on having my child. And three weeks after being home with her, I was looking at our account. We weren't going to make payroll that week. Because I hadn't been out there doing what I needed to do to make ends meet, which was basically killing myself working 24 hours a day. And it was at that time that I had um, 
focused on a book that someone had given to me um, by Dan Kennedy. And Jason, are you familiar with his marketing at all? Uh, very. Okay, very good. So I'm a big Dan Kennedy student now. I got that book, and I started reading it, and I read everything that he had. And I would read it as I was rocking my daughter and figuring all this stuff out. And I thought, you know what, though? He's so anti-social media. So anti-social media. But maybe it's not social media that's the problem, and that's what we were doing, some stuff like that for clients. Maybe it's just that it's being done wrong, that it's the channel. So we started we – started taking those strategies and started putting them into place. And I could remember as clear as day, as clear as day, getting the first time a, a client, getting a client who came to me via a social media channel who sent me a message that I had never met before, that they sent me an email saying, I want to have a conversation with you. I've seen your stuff. Can we talk? And I thought, oh, my gosh, I actually could close a deal with somebody that I didn't have to go out and go get. And... I know it's a long story to get here, but it's a, the reality is we knew then we had to change everything, everything. And that's how why that awareness campaigns or stupid book came. That was basically what I'm a woman of faith, and that was my um, what I learned I had to share with other small businesses so that they could learn how to stop killing themselves, how to stop wasting money on things that weren't working, how to start getting a quality of life back, and how to start getting results for their company. So I'm just ecstatic that I can share some of that stuff with your listeners. I'm excited as well. Uh, <laughs> that's spectacular. Well, let's let's dive right in then because I've got a ton of questions for you, and I think this is going to be so telling for so many of my listeners. So let's dive in. What 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 do you feel? You know, how would you explain to someone what direct response marketing is? Yeah, sure. So we talk about pretty ads. Pretty ads are art. Pretty ads with a call to action is direct response marketing. You want there to be a response for everything that you do. And that doesn't mean that branding isn't important, right? So I know a lot of your listeners are dealing with parents and their and children and needing to give make them feel comfortable that they would invest their time, money, or energy putting their children in the hands of someone they're going to work with. And that's incredibly intimate and important to people. So you always have to come across as being professional and pulled together and responsible and something that should be trustworthy. But So awareness is important, but it's branding is the first step, the first step in the marketing. If all you ever do is just put your face out there or the name of your business and expect your phone to ring, it doesn't work. Introducing your business is the first step. Direct response marketing takes them along a path that you plan out for them from getting to know who you are to getting to like and trust you and then to saying yes to the sale. Perfect answer. So one question, and I want to step back in time, actually, because, you know, we talk about awareness marketing. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I know why it's ridiculously stupid. Um, can you explain what that means? Because I, I think verbiage-wise, not everybody's on the same page yet. So how would you define, you know, what that what an awareness campaign is or what awareness marketing is? Yeah, so if you're ever driving down the highway, almost every billboard you see is an awareness billboard um, that it's just throwing up a picture or a logo or a face of someone and just giving their name or just saying one phrase. It's all just about putting a message inside your head. And it is the majority of what advertising is. So it would make you think that that works, but it doesn't. The majority of advertising produces no sales whatsoever, and it's why so many people have a negative 
feeling about spending money on ads. Um, Awareness-based advertising is basically like putting a picture of a Coca-Cola in front of you and just saying Coca-Cola or putting a shiny picture of a new um, bank branch staff on a billboard and putting the name of the branch. You're just saying what this thing is. You're not telling your audience what you want to do with that information. That's super helpful, and it's so it's so interestingly and timely, so interesting and timely that we're having this conversation. Is when we launched actually uh, AllStarCheerSites.com and DanceSitesDoneRight.com, all the other web firms in, in those industries were basically providing an awareness solution mm-hmm. versus a direct response solution, which is exactly where we focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're definitely singing from the same hymn sheet. So this, this is great. Um, Tell me this, why why do you feel like it's important for entrepreneurs to utilize multiple marketing channels rather than, you know, just doing one thing? Yeah, so everybody that we're trying to reach is so incredibly busy. As as you and I both know, with family and kids and work, you know, um, my box where we live, we actually live at the, sh- at the beach, and my mailbox is not on my house. It's in a cluster of mailboxes, as many people have, and we could find ourselves every three or four days going to get the mail. So it has to be eye-catching to get my information. I'm getting thousands of emails a day, so it has to get my attention to get my, you know, or be um, eye-catching to get my attention. I fast-forward through commercials when I'm watching TV because we DVR everything ahead of time. So if someone wants to infiltrate my brain, (laughs) they have to be approaching me in multiple channels. And my guess is your listeners and their customers and their prospects are the same way. To develop a relationship with somebody, and this was done by um, a study um, by Dr. Herbert True of the University of Notre Dame, he found that you need to contact them at least five times. 85% of people need to be contacted at least five times in order to say yes. And so utilizing different channels to the same target audience, at least five different messages, so not five emails, but maybe one, maybe two emails, one direct mail piece, one Facebook ad, one um, advertisement in the um, Penny Saver um, or ValPak. Well, these are the things that will then get through to them because you need to be infiltrating multiple channels so that they can pay attention to who you are. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, I know it's so funny. Everything that you just said, we do as well. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I, I, I bring, I get an ungodly amount of, of snail mail still. Um, and actually, as I walk in from the mailbox down my driveway, I stop at the garbage can and throw out 90% of it. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I don't remember the last time I watched a TV show live. Uh, and, and again, maybe that's that has to do with having a, uh, a three- and four-year-old, and maybe it's just that I don't need to see any more commercials. Well, but they have, you know, there was just a recent study that came out that said um, for 45 and under, um, only 17% are watching television live. Wow. So, yeah, you're not alone. Um, but I want you know think about this though. When you do go through your mail, if there is something that's in a an envelope that ha- feels like that there's something inside, or it's hand addressed, or it's a box, that's generally the first thing we open up, right? Absolutely. So email. If you if you have a 33% email open rate, you've done really really well. That's an incredible open rate for an email. But direct mail. When you're sending something that's lumpy, that's handwritten, that's in an odd envelope, you can get 90% open. So if you start thinking about different channels in different ways, you can increase your effectiveness. 
it would be so much um, more of a high ROI to go after a smaller group and to hit them at more channels um, than it would be to just, you know, basically throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. That makes sense. Well, you know, you, you started into this um, as far as direct mail. I'm a mm -hmm. major, major fan of direct mail. Um, gosh, I've been a student of Dan's for, I don't know, 11, 12 years now. So um, many, many, many campaigns we ran uh, were lumpy. You know, I've mm -hmm. sent garbage cans. I've sent, you name it, I've, I've done it. Um, but let's, let's talk about this for a second because I think a lot of folks – you know, either are terrified of it or just don't even understand what it is. So, you know, how do you feel like, especially a smaller entrepreneur, can use direct mail in their marketing? Sure. Um, yeah, I would love to talk about this. And this is really, and I give the credit to Dan, this is where it changed the way that we do this. Um, and we're very honored um, that we are, we have his endorsement. We, um, he sends his clients to us for social media, and we do all the social media for his group, the GKIC um, Insider Circle. So it's pretty cool. So we, what we do is take the things that we know from him and apply it to integrating that online and offline marketing. So we'll take a really simple example. So let's say somebody shows some interest in your center or your shop or your consulting business. They show some interest because they've either filled out, um, in the very basic sense, they filled out a contact us form. Um, or if you're doing something more advanced, let's say you have a tip sheet or a free report or a video to watch. Um, so that's the first step that they do that. Well, you know, again, they're going to, if they're doing that, they might be shopping around. They're quickly going to be looking for other things. How do you get in front of them? How do you make yourself appear as the most, um, the most, the choice that it doesn't compare to any others. And that would be to take that relationship and to take it offline. So they're no longer looking at you in the midst of everybody else. They are now trying to only look at you by yourself. So this is where I would get into direct mail. Someone puts in a request for information, then they can get to a second page that gives them an opportunity to get a tangible item. So whether it's a, um, a little ebook, a calendar, a tip sheet, a coupon, a sample, whatever what your business might be, then we then want to get them into the offline phase. So we could go ahead and send them something in the mail. That something in the mail should be setting you up as an authority. This is the thing that is not going to be comparable to anybody else. And so I'll give you an example in my business. When we, before I have a prospect meeting, my prospects receive in the mail from me a copy of my book, a co couple copies of my past newsletters, and a handwritten note just confirming our, our appointment and um, telling them I'm looking forward to it. I also have in there a list of questions that I'm going to be asking them during our conversation. If you have somebody coming into an open house, an appointment to go on a tour, um, get, sending them that pre-qualifying package prior to that experience for come in will help you increase your, the people that show up and increase your close rate because now they're not comparing you to everybody else that they happen to do that same thing with because nobody else had that book. Nobody else was sending them that package. Nobody else was being putting up as that authority, and it helps to completely set you apart. And you continue this same strategy beyond just prospecting, but to new customers. And if you want, if you want, we can talk about how to do it with that too. You know, I, I would, and I, I, I'm guessing you're you're heading in the direction of you know a shock and awe package. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I'd love for you to talk about that because, you know, I've been on many of my clients for years um, to build this. That was actually something we did at my academy years ago. 
And by the time they actually walked through my door, it was just a matter of, A, can I afford it? And B, does it fit in my schedule? Everything else had already been removed. Exactly. So exactly. Talk to, if you would, talk, talk us through that and, and what it is and, and why it's effective. And, and is it something that, is it so prohibitively expensive that it's really only for a huge player? Yeah, so that's what's really cool is that um, we send, so we have a whole um, marketing group that people actually subscribe to and um, pay a monthly fee for. But all of my private clients get that for free. So they're getting from me every month actually a newsletter and an audio CD. And, um, you know, people would think that that would be cost prohibitive, but it actually only costs me $3.32 per month per client. Okay, and our, our fees are pretty high, so I, I have a very high return on that. <laughs> um, but you can, if I just went down to the newsletter, and that's a newsletter in a full eight-page newsletter in a cover envelope, um, color newsletter, and a CD. If I just, if I went down to just a newsletter mailed, I could go down to 80 cents each. Um, and you, so you start looking at your return and, se- and separating yourself from other people because everybody, Everybody just does email, right? So we take the easy, the least expensive way out, which is to just shoot them an email. And usually it's just an email that's promotional, that's not relationship building, because um, most folks aren't even doing an e-newsletter. But if you're doing a newsletter, it's most likely just on email. And again, I, I, I get so many in a day. If I don't have time to read it right now and it's in an email, I'm probably never going to see it again because it's so down, far down my list. Um, but if I get it in the mail and it looks interesting and it's a piece of paper or multiple pieces of paper, then it could sit on my desk, it could sit on my front table for a while. And even if I don't get to read every word, it's going to have that ongoing relationship building for me. Got it. Um, and when you, you know, if you go back to um, when they first purchased, right? So when we all, you know, if you've ever purchased a car or a house, We all know we get that feeling right after we make that purchasing decision. Did I make the right decision? Did I choose the right thing? Because it's just human nature to second guess ourselves right after we make a big decision. And when same thing would go if someone's signing up for a long-term service agreement with you, whether it's a set of classes or your membership or what it might be, they can have that same feeling. So it's your job to get them to feel good about it right after they make that decision. And, yeah, that's totally where the shock and awe should come in. Um, we, you know, we use it in many different forms for our private clients. We send them a money tree, um, right after they sign up for us, a beautiful bonsai tree. I have it automated. So the florist has our account information. She just gets a triggered email sent to her telling her that it's time to send another tree. Um, just kind of cool because she always knows when business is going great. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then other clients, when you know, if we have members joining, they're getting a thank you note and a two-pack um, thing of brownies that we do automatically through um, send-out cards. There's a lot of different layers that you can do. But if you think about the last time you bought something, you didn't get anything like this. I, I spend so much money on my children and on my family, so even in my personal life. And I said my husband and I, even in the past few months, just the way it worked out, we spent more than six figures buying two cars, okay, which is insane to me. It's more than the first house I bought. But we didn't get anything, like nothing after that, right? And I thought, oh, my God, like six, I mean, what? But so if you think about it, people are not getting thanked in any way after they make purchases. Um, if you do something, anything, it's going to stand out. A travel mug, a magnet, a 
uh, just a written, handwritten note, it's going to stand out to your audience. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, it's funny you say that. I bought a car a year ago, um, and for the first time ever, um, the follow-up from the firm was so unbelievable. The gifts, the this, the phone calls, is everything is this. How do you like this? How is that going? And it really made such a remarkable difference. Oh, doesn't it? When I bought my first new car, which was years ago, it was a Saturn View. They did that, and it was incredible. And now I'm buying luxury cars, and they're not really doing very well. <laughs> wow. Oh, well. <laughs> Unreal. All right, so talk to me this. You know, you, one of the questions I, I really think that people get concerned about is, you know, how do we know if my marketing is working? Oh, yeah, great question. And it's easy, you know, to not to never know that and to really, um, because of time and speed, just to go into, uh, you know, creation and distribution and not track anything. Tracking is key. You know, tracking is definitely key. And I actually found a, a great new um, resource, probably not new. I just, just encountered it recently that everybody could use, and it's you can just Google it. It's the Google U, URL Builder. And what's very cool about this, it's a free tool, and you can take any web page, anything you want to send people to, even your own website, and you can put it in there and just put out some different things. Like maybe you're going to run an ad in the in your um, Val Pack, or maybe you're going to put an ad um, in the program that the PTA is putting out, something like that. And you put exactly where it's going to run, um, what the time frame is that it might be going live, put all this information in, and after you do that, it gives you a unique URL that you can then put on that ad. And what's so cool about this is that this um, URL builder actually keeps a chart for you of each one of these things, so you can literally track what traffic or what came from that specific ad. And it's a completely free tool, very cool. Um, but from phone numbers to, you know, which is getting into more advanced stuff, but email address, use picking a different email address, even if you have to just create a new one in Google or using a unique URL or um, creating a new um, web page on your website. These are all things that you want to make sure you're doing. So if you put um, some kind of call to action, you try to get the audience to go somewhere and do something, you can track to see if it was successful. Because even if it's free, I got to tell you, you know, one of our clients is a um, corn maze and they get, uh, you know, 40,000 people in through their uh, fun amusement park between September and November. And he puts ads in, like, um, a lot of libraries have the summer reading programs. And they put stuff there. They put it in different community papers. And some of them even allow us to do stuff for free. But i got to tell you, even free, if I don't, we don't find that the ROI is there, we don't do it anymore. Because your time is worth something. If you're if you're spending all your time doing stuff that even if it's free but it doesn't produce, you just got paid nothing for that hour of your work. So you want to track everything and see what it's giving you back so you can make sure you're using your time and money in the most effective way possible to get the highest ROI. Thank you for saying that. Um, this is something I've been feeding into my clients and uh, listeners' head for a very, very long time, and I love hearing it from um, top-level experts as well. So, perfect. Now, I've, I've heard you say in story that, you know, you were a business for over 13 years, but you only just became an entrepreneur recently. Um, would you mind sharing that story with our people? Oh, sure. So, it was that same time frame, right? So, I was, like, feeling like I was under a million pounds of bricks and couldn't survive, and... 
it was in that moment that I realized I didn't have to be the employee anymore. I was, I was basing everything I was doing on being working really, really hard because that's what I thought success meant. And um, that's what employees do. That's not what entrepreneurs and business owners do. Now, I still work hard, but every hour is based on what's going to give me the best possible um, growth and profit for my company. And I have the opportunity to take that in path that I want it to go. I could set up my own path for this year of what I want to do. And one of the things I want to do is to work less. So I have one of my goals is my specific hours. Another goal is that I'm going to take two weeks off on vacation with my family to Disney on a cruise and afterwards that I will be phone and email free and so on and so forth. And as an entrepreneur, the cool thing is we have the power to make that happen. We are not uh, prisoners of our jobs. We are owners of our future. And you can create the lifestyle and business that you need and want um, based on you know, finding the best possible strategies to produce that for you. I love it. All I right. found myself going like a little too, I was starting to sound like schemey internet marketer guy. <laughs> I was talking like, I'm not selling anything here. But it sounded like that. But, you know, you have to, you have to really, it's hard. This world is so hypey. You have to try to really balance it between the two things for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks, it is time for our resource of the week. And now, here's your Real Deal Resource of the Week. So, tell me this, Kim. How can my listeners find out more about you and, and how you go about helping entrepreneurs to succeed? Oh, that would be so cool. So, um, yeah, I have a free training, um, not pitching on it, and it's um, just to get more out of this of how you can attract the right customers, um, convert them, and keep them for life, increasing their value over time. And you can find that at iocreativegroup forward slash R-O-I, as in return on investment, but you just have to put the letters in R-O-I. So we've got I-O-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-G-R-O-U-P dot com slash R-O-I? Correct. Perfect. Folks, head there immediately. All right, I have one more question for you that I, I always love to ask top, top, uh, top entrepreneurs, and it's this. If you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly help them to live a better life what would that piece of advice be it would absolutely be based on um, thinking about that philosophy of doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is the definition of insanity well the same thing goes that doing the same thing over and over again and just trying to do it more and harder is also the definition of insanity if you find yourself not getting the results that you want, the answer is not working harder. The answer is finding a different path. And so I urge you to reach out to someone that you admire, know, like, and trust. Ask them for a book to read, and that is the greatest path into starting to do something different. And to follow um, Jason and look at the information that he's giving you because there's tools of the experts that you follow that can help bring you a new solution to your business. I love it. I love it. Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I know how crazy your schedule is, especially with two young ones. And I, uh, I really appreciate you taking that time and sharing some of that wisdom with us today. Thanks for having me as a guest. I really appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, folks, that's all the time we've got for today. Thank you so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. 
Or you can email me directly at jason at jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that you truly deserve. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. Go get them, folks. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.